0: All hands, prepare for the Starfleet Escape Podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Stand by for transmission. Hello, this is Aaron Gallo, and with me is Marty Hogan. And you're listening to the Starfleet Escape Pod on the Four-Eyed Radio Network.
1: Tonight we're talking about... Our favorite thing, time. Travel. Exactly. Two things I like, time and travel, because if I don't have time, I don't travel. Right. To quote Deanna Troy: we don't have the time. (laughs) I don't remember what the whole Uh, thing was, but... Time.
0: time? (laughs) Yeah, I actually... Posted that today
1: on the Twitter account. Why do you think I said it? Uh, uh okay. You read You twi- twitted. I tweeted. No, you're a twit. <laughs> you said that on Twitter and so This is I tried. no time to be talking about no, time. time. We, we don't, don't have the,
0: the time. time. Alright. <clears throat> so before we get into the meat and potatoes of the podcast. Okay. I wanted to talk Could about can we moves. say
1: kielbasa and beans <laughs> instead, or... Uh, sure. I don't know. Cucumbers and lettuce, I don't know, uh, for our vegetarian friends. Mm-hmm. For our Vulcan
0: friends out there. Mm. Are they vegetarians? T'Pol was. I know that That doesn't much. mean
1: they're all... I don't know. She seemed repulsed by meat. She also looked like a good meal would probably kill her. I mean, she was hot, but she was way too thin. Right. Anyways, time travel. Well,
0: first, before we get into time travel, uh, I wanted to talk about some news.
1: This is the news section of the show. <laughs> yes. On the Four Eyed Radio Network. Fluoride.
0: <laughs> so, scientists now say that warp drive is possible. So, they were wrong
1: before. Just like they used to think the smallest particle in existence was an atom, right, and then it was a part of an atom, mm-hmm. and then it was a part of an element that made up the part of the part of the element right okay, so now they 're saying they 're wrong again, right. these guys are really good, they admit they 're wrong, yeah before it was believed what Aaron. That the amount of energy
0: needed to reach the speed of light would be infinite.
1: And considering mathematically we don't know what infinite it is. Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, the faster you go, the more energy it would take, and you would never reach
1: yeah, because the speed of light. Yeah. The more energy you get, the more you weigh, the more it takes, mm-hmm. the more. Just like our problem getting just from here to Mars. Right. You have to have so much fuel, but that fuel adds weight Mm -hmm. and inertia. It slows down the ship. Mm -hmm. So you need more fuel, which adds more weight, which slows Mm -hmm. down the ship. So you need more fuel. Right. Should I go any further? I think we got your point. So now they're saying (laughs) they can do
0: it. Right. So basically a football-shaped ship... Surrounded by exotic matter Is somehow Thank capable God you didn't get that mixed up
1: this time <laughs>
0: Is somehow capable of warping space around the ship
1: Not the way Brady was throwing
2: it
0: <laughs> And the uh, space that the ship occupies doesn't move No It's just the space That's the surrounded. whole point
1: You right. warp it around you Right the funny thing is, is if you look at this picture, mm-hmm. and it is a football, it even has the stripe, <laughs> yeah. the, the laces, Right. but what does it look like? It looks like a Vulcan ship.
0: It looks like a Vulcan ship, or like we were saying earlier, uh, one of the early enterprises from the motion picture. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah. It was a circle around a long, almost cylindrical shape. Right. Yeah. I find it also funny that it actually is the shape of a jet engine. Yeah. Because the air goes through, and that's Mm -hmm. part of the properties of a jet engine. Right. So, anyways, this would be great if we ever could get to that speed. Right. And that's potentially only the speed of light. I I don't don't know know about any of the other speeds.
0: Yeah. I don't know if we could warp. Space to go even faster.
1: I don't think we're going to ever know that in our
0: lifetimes,
1: but. Uh, Probably not. We'll go pretty fast, I think. Right. But not that fast. Yeah. And then you still have the issue of once you get there, what do you do then? (laughs)
0: Turn around.
1: (laughs) That's if you have enough fuel to get you back. Right. So you would need something. The exotic matter.
0: Yeah, you would need something renewable.
1: Yeah. yeah. I'm already having problems with that on planet Earth. <laughs> right. Getting from point A to, to point B. So mm-hmm. I'm not too happy about that. But yeah. now that we're talking about that, uh-huh. let's take the time to talk about time travel. Okay. Because space travel, this ain't might get there someday. Mm-hmm. How about time travel? Well, we're going to talk about time travel in the Star Trek uh, universe. Right. So let's start with, let's do it, let's go back in time all the way to the beginning of Star Trek's series. Okay. Not necessarily the history, mm-hmm. but the shows. So let's start with the original series.
0: Okay. So what I've done is just pick... And what have you <laughs> failed
1: to do? <laughs> I, and I, I asked... No, that's Catholic. That's not... That's, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. I just uh. had an alto voice.
0: <laughs> Bad memories. Yeah. Uh, so, what I've done is picked my favorite time travel episodes from the series. So, to start off.
1: Just to interject. Yes. Did you ever notice there's no religion? I think we talked about that, but anyways. Go
0: no ahead. religion? In Star Trek. Not uh, on Earth. Not seen on Earth that I can recall.
1: Vulcan is different.
0: Vulcan,
1: Bajoran, Xenon. Joe. Joe. Joe Mama. Joe Mama. Okay, let's go. (laughs) Uh, The original series. Yes, to start. Kirk!
0: The episode name is The City on the Edge Edge of of... Forever, and I believe this won a few awards.
1: Wasn't there one called The City on the Edge of Tomorrow? Uh, I don't know. Let me look that up, but
0: anyways. So the method of time travel in this episode is... The Guardian of Forever, which is basically this talking gateway. Yes. That.
1: It's like the mirror mirror on the wall. It's really like what it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was a sentient being, but Mm -hmm. could show them stuff. Yeah.
0: And uh, the characters would jump through and time travel. Not only to a different time, but also a different place. Yes. Because as we see in this episode, they jump through and they arrive in Earth 1930 uh, one of the major cities I don't know, Chicago maybe uh, I'm not really sure
1: yeah yeah. and they um, again like always in Star Trek TOS mm-hmm. it was actually easier for them to do the sets and everything else for the 30s than it was to think up something on a foreign planet right so that's probably part of the reason they did it Mm -hmm. plus it makes us connect with them right and it's fun to see them trying to deal with what was it al capone and (laughs) Uh, so (laughs) excuse me
0: so after taking an accidental overdose of cortisane cortisane Cortisane. Uh, cortisane Dr. McCoy goes back in time and changes history. So Kirk actually falls in love with this woman that needs to get hit by a car. I believe McCoy interfered with that and it altered history. Mm -hmm. That needed to be corrected. So Kirk ends up falling in love with this woman but lets her Get killed. Yeah. I think at the end of the episode. What a nice guy. Well, he asked Marty. No. <laughs> preserve, preserve the timeline.
1: I know. It's a uh, tough choice, but what a yeah. schmuck.
0: Yeah. Well, at the end of the episode, I think he goes
1: something like, "Get me the,
2: get me the hell out of
1: here." Yeah, something like that. Did you know that it was one of the most critically acclaimed episodes of the series? I did. And that it won a 1968 Hugo Award for Best Dramatic Acting. I knew it won an award. I wasn't... I didn't know what award. It's only one of two that Star Trek has ever had. Yeah. What was the other one? Awards? No. The other episode that got that award.
0: Uh, Was it the inner light? No. It
1: wasn't the outer either. <laughs> it was the menagerie. Oh. Or as it said here, the menagerie. Mm-hmm. Right, I think that's right. really how it's said You know those French <laughs> words
0: So there were other Time travel episodes In the original series I just They just weren't my favorite mm-hmm. So I chose to ignore them Really? Uh, yeah. That's very nice <laughs> of you Well there were some other episodes That involved the uh, Slingshot effect uh-huh. Which we see later
1: on yeah. In Star Trek 4. Star Trek 4. Which is a horrible,
0: horribly
1: bad representation. At least now. Back then it was probably cool, but mm-hmm. you look at the sun in that movie, yeah, and it looks like they reflected a bright yellow light off of like some tin foil. <laughs> it's really horrible. But anyways, so what's next?
0: Okay, so next... The gonna...
1: next generation.
0: Yes, we're going to jump to the next generation. And the episode I chose as one of my
1: favorites was Yesterday's Enterprise. Which it would be mine, too. I think it's one of the best, best, bestest. <laughs> you can tell I'm tired. Mm-hmm. One of the best shows of the next generation. Oh, I'd yeah. I'd say one of the top ten. Oh, definitely. I think in some ways, when I watch that show, I'm kind of. Sad that the Enterprise wasn't that way in the series. As mm. I've said to you before, I think the show was way too touchy feely. Right. More action, more scientific, yes, but militaristic, like Star Trek Six, the Dominion Wars, things like that. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's captivating. Right. I Me agree, man. Like war. <laughs> anyway, so yeah.
0: And actually, Eric from our uh, sister shows, yeah, uh, actually has a...
1: On the Four-Eyed Radio Network. He
0: has a short explanation of the episode.
1: So let's go to that now. Yes.
3: Hi everybody, Eric here from the Four-Eyed Critics and the Science and Beer Podcast here on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. And that is four-eyed, not fluoride. We are nerds and geeks, not dentists. Marty, by the way, just so you know. I'm uh, recording a little something here today for the Starfleet Escape podcast. Um, they asked the question, what is your favorite Star Trek episode that has to do with time travel? Um, I happen to love the time travel genre in general. Um, absolutely adore any movies, TV shows that have to do with time travel, as long as it's done well. Um, I, I really group it into two classifications. You've got your campy time travel that doesn't really pay attention to what would actually happen, but it's just for fun and games. And then you've got your more serious time travel where they actually pay attention to paradoxical effects and things like that where uh, you can really mess things up. Um, you look at something like Back to the Future, which is campy, fun, fun movie to watch, funny, interesting, entertaining, but you know not if it could, you know... None of that would actually happen. It would be horrible. Then you have other movies on the other side of the spectrum, like Butterfly Effect, where every little thing has huge repercussions on down the line. And Star Trek has had both kinds of that time travel genre within their movies and TV shows. If you look at something like Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home, that was a really campy, kind of fun look at time travel. They they really ignored a lot of things that could have created huge paradoxes, like giving the formula for transparent aluminum to just some random guy. They had no idea whether or not he was the inventor or not. They're just giving it away. Things like that. <clears throat> but the one that uh, really strikes me as my favorite is kind of in the opposite end of the spectrum, where they really looked at the hard hitting effects of time travel the 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 effects that actually span generations and uh that episode was yesterday's enterprise uh about midway through the third season i believe and uh it was just a really good look at how one small thing could change an entire course of history dr- dramatically um, you know if you're not familiar with it the episode where the enterprise c comes into the future from the past, basically leaving in the middle of a battle at a Klingon outpost, and because it leaves, the Klingons basically think, "Oh, they they took off, they ditched us," and it essentially is the catalyst in uh, a war against the Klingons that rages for over 20 years. Um, and we find out, you know, instantly time changes, and the Enterprise is a warship, and obviously, Worf's not there because. You know, we're not going to have a Klingon officer on a Federation starship when you're at war with the Klingons. Um, but it really shows how just a small thing can make that big difference. And then, of course, it also was very, a very good episode from the standpoint of uh, having to see Picard make really tough decisions and doing what he felt was right, even with everybody else basically telling him, What? Because he had to tell that ship to go back through, back to their time, to their deaths, to restore the timeline on no evidence whatsoever other than Guinan's word for it. Which obviously he trusted, but nobody else really cared that much. <laughs> um, but ultimately they listened to their captain and everything was good again. But I, I think that was a really great example of Star Trek actually taking the time to, to look at the repercussions of time travel uh, in a more thorough way rather than in just a campy way, um, like some other episodes have done, uh, like the D. Space Nine episode where they merged with the Trouble with Tribbles from the original series. That was a fun episode as well, but uh, definitely not time travel taken seriously. Um, Honorable mention for me for a time travel episode, I don't know if you even would count this as a time travel episode. Uh, I do, just because it's, it's not necessarily time travel but it is messing with the way we perceive linear time, so I'm going to go ahead and count it. Uh, I don't recall the title off the top of my head, but it is the episode where Picard actually lives an entire lifetime in his mind in the span of like 15 minutes uh, because of that probe, and he learns to play that flute, and the the flute persists throughout the rest of the series. Uh, That was a great episode as well, and even though it wasn't directly time travel related, it gets an honorable mention from me just because it does mess with our perception of linear time. Um, so that's it for me. Uh, once again, check us out at uh, dot com or ScienceAndBeer.com or uh, dot com, And uh, everybody enjoy the rest of your Star Trek cast.
0: And we're back! So I thought Eric had some good points there.
1: Yep. Except for one. What's that? <laughs> My little thing on the <laughs> fluoride network. Oh, dear he... This
4: is going to be
1: like WWF (laughs) versus WCW. We're going to get on on each other's (laughs) shows and. Howard Stern versus. versus, uh, what's his name there? Howard Stern versus. Godzilla? Godzilla. (laughs) No, who was. Who (laughs) was. Imus. Ah, Imus. Don Imus. Okay, so. It was good points, though, yeah. on yeses and prize and things of that sort. Yep. And the episode
0: name you're thinking of, Eric, is The Inner Light. Uh, it's not exactly time travel, but it's...
1: Did you say light?
0: Light. The As
1: in, there are four <laughs> lights.
0: Yes. <laughs> it's not a time travel
1: episode, but
0: but it's a good episode it's not one With of my
1: time travel kind of theory yeah because it's in his mind yeah. not in reality
0: right yeah. he lives a whole lifetime like eric said uh in the span of a few hours
1: not even i think it's only a few minutes uh, maybe maybe because when they go back to him, he's uh, still on the floor.
0: Yeah. I don't well, think they didn't they'd w-
1: leave him. Well, oh, the captain's down. Let's well, just leave him.
0: <laughs> they didn't want the connection to be interrupted. Because mm-hmm. they tried to disconnect him, and
1: he almost died. So, also, in yesterday's Enterprise, mm-hmm. if you remember, in my favorite part, they brought back Denise Crosby. Because there would be no Klingons on a Starfleet ship. Right. Uh, Totally Unwrites the Worf character Mm -hmm. because they're still at war with the Klingons. Right. And so Denise Crosby came back to replies the role of uh, Tashia. Right. And that's how we get into that also Mm time-changing paradox. Right. She goes back in time with the Enterprise-C. Right. She gets captured... And she had a child named. Sela? Sela, I think it is. Sela. Yeah, it's like. And it it uh, comes uh, back to bite them in the proverbial butt later on.
0: Right. Well, the events were unknown to Picard, but somewhat known to Guinan, I think. Maybe. I I don't remember exactly. I always thought that was weird, too, that she could uh, perceive the change in the timeline.
1: Well, somebody said that that is what they do, that Mm -hmm. race does. Right. They're really good bartenders. (laughs) And that's why they were like that, because she was a bartender. Right.
0: They're a race of listeners. Huh? Uh, A race of Of listeners. listeners. But
1: that doesn't mean you would necessarily know the past was changed.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Oh, well. Yeah. She obviously has some powers that we're
1: unaware of because... She was still in the Nexus.
0: Still in the Nexus. Q
1: was... was Q was kind of afraid of her. Yeah. That's strange. So, yeah. And they never explained it either, even Generations. Right. Yeah, Q was kind of in awe mm-hmm. and afraid of her. Right. Wondering if there's... That could be a good backstory to tell. Right. But uh, we'll never know. No, no, definitely no. not. Uh, so, but the, I do know one thing. What's that? How many lights are there? Four. Very good. Should I keep? Yeah, should four. I keep torturing you until you say <laughs> seven and a half? No. Uh, so the method
0: of time travel in yesterday's Enterprise was a temporal rift formed through the intense discharge of weapons fire.
1: Funny, it doesn't ever happen again. Yeah. Well, maybe it does. What do have to do with a Romulan ship? Well, you would assume that it was in the past, right? It was past. So Romulan Romulan ships have a black hole as their basically that's the drive. Yeah. Which uh, don't wanna, I, I yeah.
0: that's even It's like singularity. Yeah. Uh yeah, I don't know cuz yeah, I do. <laughs> so Uh, We're in Australia. Romulan uh, Federation and Klingon weapons fire, I would assume. I would assume the Klingons would have some kind of uh, defense.
1: Well, Romulans have disruptors. Mm -hmm. Klingons technically had disruptors too. Right. We have phasers. Right. We have photon torpedoes. Right. Klingons don't have torpedoes. No, they they do. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like more of a pulse weapon. No, I think, you they have, the, I, think they, I think that's just the effect. Mm, uh, I know the Romulans have a pulse weapon. Right, but I think they all
0: have a torpedo. Torpedo. <laughs> I feel like that's the go-to weapon.
1: Could be. It's also something that probably can get through shields easiest because a shield is electronic. Mm-hmm. From my reasoning... Mm-hmm. It stops the phasers because phasers are pure energy. Okay. If you ever notice when they shot at the Enterprise, you saw the outline of the, yep. of the shields, which they never did before that. Mm-hmm. But the torpedoes always, they would break through at some point. Well, eventually. They
0: would wear down the yeah. shields a because lot faster. Because they weren't
1: pure energy. Yeah.
0: Well, it was also an antimatter warhead. Yeah.
1: yeah. So. That'll do some damage.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so moving on. Yes. <laughs> uh, moving
1: on. Anyways. The
0: tapestry. N- tapestry. From The Next Generation is one of my favorites. Really?
1: Uh, yeah. And why is that?
0: Well, it's another Q episode.
1: Mhm. You uh, like Q. Actually, I do too, but... Um,
0: how can you not like Q? Would
1: you like to be alone? No.
0: Okay. <laughs> After being... Being attacked on a way mission, Picard dies. Bacard. Then Q meets him in what we perceive as the afterlife. And Q offers him a chance to change something in his in past. His life. Uh, which is the bar fight in which he is stabbed through the heart by a Nosigan.
1: Those are pretty ugly suckers. Yeah.
0: And... As we see through that episode, because Picard changed that moment in his life, it changed the whole outcome of his personality.
1: And he doesn't take the risks that he would have. What I find funny about that is he's really not different. It's what has happened in history that's different. Mm -hmm. And he perceives it as... Captain Picard Right Knowing the difference Because if you were that You wouldn't know the difference You wouldn't know That you were meant To be something greater
0: Right Because when he gets Back on the ship He's just a Ensign Ensign A lieutenant Something And he's got blue on
1: Yeah He's like a science officer Which doesn't make Any sense to me Science Picard I can see Picard As a science officer What Growing grapes In the 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 hydropactone Whatever the hell Call that
0: Hydroponics. Hydroponics, Bay. Well, he was an archaeologist. He, he's shown that's
1: what he says.
0: He's shown interest in science. <laughs> sure, he does. And I mean, probably science would be the easiest route to go,
1: other than command.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Uh, he.
1: Or he could be his a yellow shirt and be a security guard. His character. Yeah. Well. Is an explorer. The... He's an explorer. Right.
0: But the character that is he's changed into, the Picard in this alternate timeline, seems to me to basically be Barclay.
1: Yeah. He wasn't given the same opportunities. Right. Although, science usually, and this is the funny part, Barclay mm-hmm. is a scientist. Well, he's an engineer. But he's more of a scientist. Like... Guess. You know, that's. Well, anyway. Oh. Uh, Dwight Schultz. <laughs> what an actor. Uh, but, anyways, Picard changes. His life changes. Mm-hmm. But he realizes it. He recognizes it. Right. And. Yeah, uh, Q kept retained
0: his prior knowledge. His
1: wada be <laughs> Yeah.
0: His essence that was. Picard. Picard remains.
1: Yeah. I think it is interesting to see how much your life would change. Mm -hmm. Now, did they ever show who the captain was? They They mentioned
0: him, but they don't show
1: him. Yeah. What was his name? Do you remember? No idea. No. Captain
0: somebody. (laughs) And then, at the... Conclusion? At the conclusion of the episode... Of the two-hour special (laughs) premiere of Star Trek. uh, Well, it was a one-hour episode. They could have made it two. Yeah. If they really wanted to. But, Card chooses to live the life that he had. He would take
1: the chance of dying on the the table.
0: On the table, yeah. But you see, he
1: really never died. That was all created by Q. Well, he was technically dead. But they saved him. But, yeah,
0: Beverly saved him. Or Q allowed him to live.
1: And why he's smiling when he's getting stabbed through the back. Yeah, he he
0: laughs.
1: When he goes back to being the original Picard. No, he
0: always did. Oh, did he? Yeah, when he was uh, younger.
1: Fr- yeah. He When they
0: do the replay in the um, Afterlife mm-hmm. where they show the Noxican stabbing a young Picard with a full
1: head of hair. Which, with- by the way, he looks nothing like... <laughs> chins on no not at all <laughs> uh another one where they rewrote the right of course supposedly that's what he's supposed to look like when he was younger than even this because if you look he has a cadet's uniform but on. it's not
0: even a cadet's uniform i know it's an enlisted officer's jumpsuit from from the, the motion. from movies. the pic yeah the and movies. in
1: this picture of him he's a cadet no, he's oh, an officer. He an, he's an officer, but he has no turtleneck. That was the whole. Yeah, they
0: got rid of the turtleneck. No,
1: they didn't get rid of it. They made a mistake the first time. Well, they
0: got. Well, they stuck to it. Yeah, I like it like that. Do you? Yeah. You like it like that? Well, it shows some. That it shows somewhat of a transition.
1: Any way you want it.
0: Any way you need it.
1: That's the way you want it. I just totally messed that up. <laughs> but go ahead.
0: Uh, well, the. The uniform shows somewhat of a transition, at least, into uh, the first season uniform that didn't have a a collar.
4: Mm -hmm.
1: But it still doesn't make any sense with the uniform. It's just too much different.
5: Eh. Yeah.
1: Of course, that would have been 60 years before. Well, 40 years. Maybe 40, yeah. yeah. Picard's supposed to be like 70. He's old. He's supposed to be older than... But people live longer. Yeah. Like, I bet you Reich is like 50.
0: No, it was still a young buck.
1: A young buck. <laughs> buck, buck. Never mind. <laughs> I forgot I can't sing that version of that song. So what's the crux of this? That was a good, It was a good episode. Yeah. I don't think it was as good as yesterday's Enterprise. No. No, it, it wasn't. It was time travel, but it wasn't. Right. It really wasn't. It was time travel in the thought of a wonderful life type mm-hmm. it's an angel showing you or the christmas carol uh uh-huh. an angel showing you how life could be different with or without you right you know or in this case with or without your uh personality traits mhm so i'd uh, tune into that i don't think it's really time travel it is well, it's in the perspective of seeing mm-hmm. time but it's kind of seeing your life behind your you know before your eyes
0: Right, but I think Q actually took him mm-hmm. into the past and manipulated the timeline and then corrected, allowed him to correct the timeline.
1: I guess. Or maybe you're wrong. <laughs> Anyways, what's the next one?
0: So the next one on this list is All Good Things, which is, again, uh, a Q episode. Yep. Um, for those who don't know... Uh, Picard... Q
1: really is the main character in that episode. You think it's really Picard, but it's Q. Uh,
0: well, Q's definitely a main character.
1: I think uh, he's the main character, just... It's about... There's mm-hmm. a difference, you know what I mean? hmm But anyways, Q takes Picard, and basically what happens is he's decided to give them another piece of the trial. Right. And this part has to do with changing history again mm-hmm. it deals with three distinct points in time right the period when Picard first became captain mm-hmm. right before Farpoint right they were on their way to Farpoint mm-hmm. the current time which was at the end of the seventh season right and the future which what would you say that's like 30 years in the future at least uh... Yeah, it's a good he's, chunk of time. He's much, much older, and so yeah. is everybody else. Right. He's no longer in Starfleet. Mm-hmm. Riker is an admiral. Right. So it's quite a deal in the future. But those three distinct points um, and shows Picard basically he he puts him into a trial again because mm-hmm. he wants to make him break down, but he doesn't. Mm-hmm. The trial is how do you deal with three different times. All affecting each other. Mm-hmm. Basically, time runs backwards in right. that episode.
0: Yeah, basically, the sentence has already been given. Humanity's going to be destroyed, but...
1: Which I don't really believe. Well, Q, I think he does this all well, the Q, time,
0: but... Oh, maybe. But Q gives them a way out mm-hmm. by allowing Picard to travel through the different time periods... And realizing, By knowing that he's yeah in yeah, realizing the paradox unfortunately Picard's the one who causes the anti-time uh rupture rift yeah
1: it's a rift isn't yeah, it uh it, basically it, what phenomenon. they do is in the past present and future they shoot tachyon beams at a at a point in space yeah i think
0: an inverse tachyon pulse
1: yeah which rips a hole. Right. But they're all ripping the hole the same place. Yep.
0: Same place. Uh,
1: not the same time.
0: Not the same time. And that causes the... Hole. The hole. And it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And what I think
1: is cool is when he's at the end where you're switching between them all, like, ran- not randomly, but vigorously. Mm-hmm. Because you see all three ships near each other.
5: Right. And
1: it's like, he's here, he, now he's here, now he's here. And he's almost, not exactly, but almost, you can say he has an omni- uh, omnipotent mind because he mm-hmm. can think that he's in all three at the same, and control himself. Mm-hmm. It's almost like he's doing it simultaneously. Right. Because of TV, we can't show that. But he's acting the same way in three different bodies and knowing what's going on what to do Mm -hmm. and doing it all at the same time right
0: and that's weird because at the beginning he's disorientated during each switch and the duration of the switches uh, was longer
1: Mm -hmm. and it gets shorter
0: shorter and shorter as you get towards the very end And the disorientation seems to have disappeared Mm -hmm.
1: Which really makes me think it does have to do with time Because reverse tachyon, obviously, it was inversely destructive Mm -hmm. I liked when you went back in time and showed that the amino acids didn't take Oh, yeah And that's it for humanity Right but and you would assume that most of the species
0: in uh, the Alpha Quadrant and probably part of the Beta Quadrant would have been destroyed because of this.
1: Not necessarily. Well, it got it Huge. started in Rhineland Space, and by the time you went back to primitive times, so mm-hmm.
0: and then it, it filled the Alpha Quadrant.
1: So you would assume it's that bigger than the sun
0: bigger than any other object in the galaxy
1: great episode Mm -hmm. loved how they took all of those ideas and threw them together Mm -hmm. i mean it really was dynamic right i mean the first three minutes of the show he comes running out of his quarters screaming at wharf and uh and troy (laughs) what's today's date Date. didn't he say star date i don't know what's today's star date i don't think he said that what's the date? tomorrow today When will now be now, soon? soon? No. When will then be now, soon? How soon? (laughs) So good. Good episode.
0: Good episode. They fixed the rupture by um, actually a static warp shell. Yep. From all three ships,
1: which joined the three ships too, I believe. Well, you think they became one?
0: Well, they I, destroyed. I think
1: the timelines all became one. I think what happened was, yes, time is can be three different things, but it's all one line. I think what he did was took the lines and put them parallel to each other.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, they could see each other. Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of like time kind of like didn't exist.
1: Or, like I said, he made a parallel mm-hmm. instead of it being different discrete points on a line Mm -hmm. he kind of took a Descartes idea to it and put it on different levels of the axis Mm -hmm. so they're all at the same time Mm -hmm. anyways that show really did define though the time travel theories that came later in the shows I think and it really opened up the I the heightened emphasis in the show on time travel and what it does you know Mm and it it was always space before now it's time i think that's where it really started was all good things Mm -hmm. people really get into the time subcategory of science fiction but anyways um what's next okay so next we're gonna jump to deep
0: space nine And one of my favorite time travel episodes in Deep Space Nine is called Little Green Method of Time Travel was a Time Warp. So in this episode, Quark has a ship. Step to the left. It malfunctions, and Quark, Rom, and Nog crash in the year 1947. In Roswell, New Mexico. And
1: guess what they're trying to say they are. (laughs) By the way, they're not green. No. That's one problem with the name of this episode (laughs) and what really happened in Roswell. (laughs) Right. Whether real or not.
0: I mean, I think they just picked that because during that time period, aliens were considered to be little green men. Really? I believe so. I think that's
1: why they did it. Now, did they have the ship? I don't remember in the episode, did they have the ship? Yeah. Their, um, what do you call it kind of ship? Ferengi?
0: Yeah, Ferengi ship. Yep. They had it? I don't remember it, that's all. Yeah, it was a Ferengi ship, and it was definitely an alien design. Yeah. (laughs) If, you know, the 1947... People from 1947? (laughs) Yeah. uh, Would not know anything about them. And what was funny was the universal translators were broken at first. Yeah. And we were talking about this <laughs> uh, they put uh well they're trying to fix it and So quark quark is, is like sticking, sticking
1: a utensil, isn't it? A utensil or some, or something to try to fix it.
0: Yeah, and they were like, Oh, well he's like grooming him. Yeah, it You're must like, be the female. <laughs> yeah. Of course in that group there were no females, females yeah.
1: yeah. But you wouldn't know, I mean not all species keeps their genitals <laughs> in the same place.
0: Right. It, well, they had no
1: hair. They had the things around the head so you couldn't tell. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to tell a Ferengi female, really. You know what I thought was the worst part? was the nose. It kind of reminds me of, like, a pug.
0: <laughs> the Ferengi nose? Yeah. 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 ugly. Ugly. Yeah, they're, they're not a pretty people. No,
1: no. They're little green men, even though... They're more of a brownish. Yeah, like a copper. Like a Klingon, almost. They kind of like copper-ish. copper. Yeah. 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 That was a fun episode, though. Kind of like uh, it was fun. It was it, it. It threw it into that genre of oh geez, we can recognize this time period because we know what happened. Mm-hmm. Roswell, huge thing on Roswell. Right. We still don't know what what it was. They right. say it was a a weather balloon. Mhm. They say it was a military spy satellite or something like that. Another one said it was a test of a um a new type of vehicle weapon something. Yeah. And then they jump on to well no it was aliens. Uh, recently
0: uh and by recently I mean maybe like 20 years ago. Uh, recently. <laughs> maybe like the 90s, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, like twenty years ago. Yeah. Uh
0: they came out with another account mm-hmm. of what it was supposed to be. Like yeah. an official account. Yeah. It was something like
1: Wasn't uh, that hosted by Jonathan Frakes? Oh never no, mind, no, that's no. alien autopsy.
0: <laughs> it was a uh like crash test dummies. <laughs> <laughs> and that, though, that accounted yes, for Yes, we're
1: testing crash dummies 40 years before we really No, 30 years before we even used them
0: That like accounted for The bodies that were seen At the uh,
1: crash site See, I could understand if they always said It was, you know, human bodies Somebody mm-hmm. died in an experiment
5: Right Why would they cover that up though? Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: that's a good question Because it was for rankings <laughs> If it were Frankie's, good. Keep it covered up. I don't want to see him. <laughs> well, they got away. I know. But still. <laughs> That's why they don't want to let us know what happened because they got away. Right. Must We be. always get our. Uh, no, we didn't. <laughs> Anyways. Uh,
0: so next. Next. Is also from Deep Space Nine Trials and Tribulations. And notice the word
1: tribble. Yes. Uh, So the method... Long before there was a Furby, (laughs) there was (laughs) a tribble. Way before. Yeah. Did you Uh, see there's a new Furby coming out? No, I didn't. It's a digital Furby. The eyes, the face, it's all digital. Really? I know this is off the subject, Mm -hmm. but I'm looking at it like we went through it 20 years ago. Why do we need... We could probably grow genetically created herbies <laughs> by now. You know, it really look like a chinchilla mixed with, like, I don't know, one of those toy trolls, you know, with the hair.
5: Right. Yeah. yeah. Anyways,
1: trials and tribulations. Right. So the method of
0: time travel is the orb, orb of, of time. time. Uh, so uh, temporal investigators come to D-Space 9. And they're kind of like...
1: Section thirty-one, but they're not.
0: No, they are kind of more like uh,
1: bureaucrats, you know. N- yeah, but no, yeah, I guess. And uh, Cisco.
0: Cisco tells them how the crew of the Defiant travels back
1: to the twenty-third century to prevent the assassination of Captain James Tiberius Kirk. Right. During um, and, the original Enterprise mission, the space station K seven, and right. K seven is the one where they had the tribbles, correct? Yes. Yeah. So that's why they're in them, right? I just wondering if they used the new tribbles versus like the old props.
0: Well, they there was a scene when they were in scanning tribbles. Yeah.
1: So they had to be some. Of course, they show the stereotypical shot of Kirk having them fall on him.
5: Right, well,
0: that was in that episode. The original episode, yeah. yeah.
1: But then they show them going through them. Right. Yeah.
0: That's actually the same scene.
1: But it was a new part to the scene, correct? Right. Yeah. yeah. So, Cisco, what rank did he wear, by the way? It was Commander, wasn't it? Uh,
0: I don't know. I don't think it was Commander. No. I think that would have been too oh, obvious. Oh, yeah, because
1: Kirk wouldn't know who the hell he was. Right. Everybody's an ensign now.
0: Yeah, of <laughs> Enlisted. course. Enlisted. Right, of course. I think it was Bashir. Uh, yep. Wondered why O'Brien and Cisco were wearing opposite
1: the colors. Because yep. in the future, red is command, and yellow is uh, support. Mm-hmm. What you don't realize is in the movies, the TOS movies, mm-hmm. yellow was engineering.
0: Yeah, you're right. Scotty wore yellow. like that yellow gold color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're
1: right. Yellow alert. Anyways. But
0: even then, that's before Bashir's time. I know. So he wouldn't...
1: Yeah. But why they s- they flipped them, I think part of the reason, and I think there is a re- a real reason behind it, mm-hmm. but I think for oh, the next Oh, this is a real gen- life yeah. reason.
0: The next tell generation,
1: tell me in a second, yeah. but from what I see from it personally, mm-hmm. Red seems more like a command color. Right. Yellow is kind of wishy-washy. Mm-hmm. Not that you know. Red is, as they say in advertising, a um, compulsive co- color or mm-hmm. a power color. Right. Yellow, not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm thinking that's what it was. Was that what it was? No. <laughs> what was it? I think
0: we. I think I might have mentioned this before.
1: Uh, Picard didn't look good in yellow. So they did try it with yellow, yeah I don't think Riker would have either, probably, because when no. he had his brother
0: oh well, no, he, he looked, looked fatter, okay,
1: like bull, well, I think it made him look fatter, maybe of course he didn't have the beard either, yeah. I mean, he had the beard, he did have the beard, yeah. yeah, but I didn't think he'd look good. I thought you know, white actually is the command color in the t o s movies right. they should have done something with white, mm. And that was one of the original designs. Instead of having black with the color, mm-hmm. there's designs of white with the color.
0: Yeah, in the art of Star Trek, they have a bunch of different uh, colors yeah, that they tried out designs.
1: I'll tell you what works the best, though, mm-hmm. is that grayish purple in the next generation movies that they came out with. The jumpsuit that was purplish gray. You know, the newer one. Oh, the new... The it's like a purplish gray is really what the color is.
0: You mean the like actual suits? Not the one from Generations, the one from First Contact. Correct. Um, it is, is
1: a purplish a, gray. I, I think that looks it, good with the color.
0: On a, I guess a purplish tint. Uh,
1: but I honestly I think they should have kept the white. Mm-hmm. If you notice, the dress uniforms do. Yeah, they're all white. That's probably uh... the captain has white in the middle, though. Yeah, and the rest of them have gray. Right. I like the the white. It mm-hmm. looks. I think it looks better than the color color. I'm glad they didn't put like the red or the
0: right in the dress uniform. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Right. Anyways, we're off yeah. off topic. <laughs> we right. off topic. Yeah. But that was one of the questions Bashir asked when they were back in time in this mm-hmm. episode. There was something else. Oh, the Klingons. That was the other uh, yeah. question. Why don't they have their ridges?
0: Right, those are Klingons. Yeah,
1: yeah. The dark skin, olive skin, almost. Right. Maybe Greeks with.
0: <laughs> and uh, Wolf was there, Mister Wolf, and uh, he said that they don't like to talk about it.
1: I believe they had all to alter him, right? Uh, How did I, I they think do he it?
0: He had something covering his oh, head. Okay. I think he yeah. wore a hat. <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, he did uh, it like. A.K.A., not A.K.A., but a la um, Spark in Star Trek Four when he wears the yeah. bandana. Right. Although that's easier to cover. Right. Then. But, yeah. yeah. And he said it's a touchy subject, which later on they explain. But, right. Um, and I'm sure that's not what they were thinking about at that time either. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not at yeah, all. Yeah, there was no answer. Because I remember people asking that at conventions and mm-hmm. looking them up online, and they'd say, there is no answer. Right. The answer is we didn't have the money or the um, ability to do that in the 1960s. Right. So, anyways, so the next episode.
0: So next, uh, we're gonna jump to Voyager. Oh, great! So, and this... that's it for
1: your Voyager. No, just kidding.
0: <laughs> so this is actually one of the episodes I like about Voyager. Okay.
1: And why do you like it? First of all, what's the name of the episode?
2: The
0: episode name is Eye of the Needle.
1: Eye of the Needle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) the method is a micro wormhole.
1: Micro wormhole. Mm -hmm.
0: So basically in this episode, Voyager discovers this micro wormhole, is able to communicate with a Romulan on the other side, uh, they're able to transport the Romulan mm-hmm. on board Voyager. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things you see in the episode, the Romulan uh, is impressed with the technology. He, When he's there, he says, our intelligence is way off. Uh, the crew of Voyager give this Romulan a message. Mm-hmm. They transport him back. Mm-hmm. Now, what it turns out to be is... The wormhole doesn't only go to the Alpha Quadrant, but also goes uh, maybe 20 years in the past.
1: So not only is, is it a rip in space, mm-hmm. but time too. Right. It's two different thresholds it goes through. Right.
0: So And we learn that that Romulan dies before the Voyager mission uh, so they're not sure if their messages are actually going to get to Starfleet or not
1: well, if it could have if he'd lived, it might have got there before they left
0: right i I think they weren't going to have the messages sent until after they went
1: missing. I would have been like, "Give it a week before we leave." <laughs> I don't care if you invade Federation space, get us the hell home. Yeah. Because they would technically disappear unless there's a paradox. Right. That would totally unwrite that history. Mhm. But I mean in a way I'd be like, oh well.
0: Yeah. Because if that did happen, yeah,
1: if this Romulan
0: gave Starfleet the information and they somehow stopped the mission before it happened? Yes. How did that Rymeland get the messages to, Enterprise. <laughs> <I> mean, um, <laughs> to Voyager. Voyager.
1: He would yeah. never have gone to Voyager. Right. Exactly, yeah. It's a paradox. Mm-hmm. However, they'd find a way to explain it. Yeah. They always do.
0: Alternate timeline? Yeah.
1: Different which is dimension? a theory that could be true. You create an alternate timeline. Right. In which case there would be two Voyagers. Right. But it would be on a separate plane, so Um,
0: that Voyager... That
1: timeline not ceases to exist, but exists normally, and the other one goes another way.
0: Right, so that Voyager that sent the information would continue to go throughout its 70-year mission.
1: Seven year 70. Oh, 70. I'm like 7. <laughs> it's 70 year mission to the somehow delta they get thrown into the delta quadrant so far away, but somehow they get back in 7 years. It's like they know the end of the series is going to come at 7 years. Right. They said that about uh about Enterprise too. They're like we got a lot of time to go before we have to come up with the end. Canceled. Ending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're having this meeting about the idea... Canceled. Without prejudice. Yeah. That was a sad thing, though. Sad day. Sad, sad day. And then the ending stunk. Yeah. Anyways, let's keep going. The one I like a lot in time travel from Voyager... hmm ...is the one you picked for number two. Right. And it, as you put in big yellow writing... Although, here's the disclaimer, you ready? <laughs> Although the episode doesn't directly deal with time travel, we'll include it. <laughs> what a jerk. Uh, Anyways, yeah. the year of hell. Now, I do believe that it deals with time travel no, because... No, it does, it's just... It says it doesn't directly deal with time travel.
0: No, it... it... It, Are you a politician? <laughs> you must it, be a Democrat. See, it deals with It temporal, does, but it doesn't. It deals with temporal... Uh, Inconsistencies. Effects. Yeah. Uh, but no one is really time traveling except for, I guess, that time ship. It um,
1: creates different realities. Right. Because if we said from the last one it created a different reality or a different plane, mm-hmm. that's what this does. Right. A Year of Hell is, there's a alien sp- race called Krenim, Yeah. And they're military. Originally, actually, they were more scientific mm-hmm. uh, explorers. But they've been beaten down from their former glory. Mm-hmm. And this one general, I believe is a general... Or an admiral.
0: Right. The dad from uh, that seventies show. show. Yeah.
1: Or the bad guy from Robocop or he's played a hundred years. You know there's things. a new RoboCop? Yeah, I know.
0: Have you seen the this is off topic? Totally because totally. uh, it, <laughs> did it you, looks good. Did you saw the uniform?
1: No, I haven't seen it.
0: You'll show me it later. I'll show you. It's uh it's interesting. Sci-fi? It's different sci-fi? Uh, well, you know how... It no, it's just a jumpsuit 80s now.
1: chrome? Yeah. Not 80s chrome anymore. anymore. No, it's black, it's, right? It's black. Yeah. yeah. It's more of that color that was in between the... Yeah, and you know who played him, who was a Star Trek uh, character player? Yeah, that dude. That dude, yeah. That dude. <laughs> I love it.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was in an Enterprise episode. That, go- that
1: dude who that was a in good that episode. thing that was on that show that was, you know, kind of...
0: no. Yeah, that was a good episode,
1: Yeah, that one he was in. So, and actually, he's going to be in the movie. Oh, is he? The new movie. He's in the cast. Hmm. Anyways, so Year of Hell, basically what he does is he changes time. And by doing so, with this weapon, he's changed the history of his people and the map of the area. Right. His people start getting more um, territory. Mm -hmm. His ships start to change even though he's fighting a war with time technology so what's happening is the end result is always different right because things in the past have already changed before him Mm -hmm. so basically his ships are changing the armada gets bigger Mm -hmm. voyager runs into them a bunch of times yeah and gets the snot beaten out of them right by the end the last scene you see is janeway with a force shield on the front of the bridge. I think everybody's dead, aren't they? I Pretty don't much. remember. The whole bridge is destroyed. Yeah. It's just a shield. And she's sitting in the chair. She pilots the thing in, kind of uh, like uh, Kirk's father. Mm-hmm. And it destroys the ship. Mm. And it ends up turning the, the history back. backwards. Yeah, So it's like it never happened. Never happened. Yeah. And um, it is a year, too. It goes over the span of a whole year. That's right. why it's called the Year of Hell. Mm-hmm. They keep on getting attacked by a ship that is different every time. Yeah, um, but the guy's the same, and this all had to do with his wife. Yeah, yeah. It he, was a love story, actually. It was a
0: yeah. He was trying to get his wife back because one of the. It's kind
1: of like the idea of Victor Fries and Batman uh, yeah. trying to bring back his wife, which yeah. he can't. He has one shard of hair, remember that, inside of the... Uh... I
0: didn't like that movie. No,
1: this was in Star Trek. Oh, oh, and this? Yeah, he had one oh, shard no. of hair. See,
0: I don't really remember this episode all too well. It, uh, It Disc. actually is not Disc. one of my favorites. No. No.
1: Well, too bad. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was really cool because yeah. of the no, time uh, changes. Yeah,
0: a lot of people liked this episode. Yeah. I, was, I was surprised how many people, like, in our... We didn't have a ton of social responses this week, but a lot wanted... We didn't have
1: a lot of socially responsible ones either. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyways. Uh, they wanted this Year of one. Hell. Yeah. They voted for this.
1: And it it's kind of like the idea of, as I've described before... The Dominion War It went from one place to the next place To the next place, show to show mm-hmm. This episode did this In a micro function mm-hmm. Because it did it from like Every ten minutes It was a different time period in that year Right So that's, it was really cool Too bad you didn't like it <laughs> well, jerk
0: like, I, like I've said what before you? Forger, you probably
1: like Shatner too, don't you?
0: Forger was not one of my favorite series I'm sorry.
1: It wasn't mine either, but yeah. that episode was very... Like you said about the last episode, mm-hmm. it stood out. Yeah. So what do we have next, Mr. Gallo?
0: Okay, so next is Enterprise. Now, of Enterprise. course, Enterprise dealt with time travel throughout its run. Just like Voyager.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but they didn't, kind, they didn't really destroy it because there was no temporal law. Right. Well, in, Although, in Voyager,
0: there was no
1: temporal prime directive. Uh, but they were more against changing because they knew that things were happening.
0: Right. Well, Enterprise itself didn't time travel. It was someone from the future. Daniels. Daniels that, or
1: the enemy who did the the right. temporal man. Right. Anyway, <laughs> never knew who the guy was. Uh never exposed what he was about Mm -hmm. because sometimes he actually seemed like he was on Enterprise's side. There was one... The the future guy? Yeah. There was one section of of the show where he was on their side.
0: Well, I'm sure he would be on any side that... Would help him. Would advance
1: his... Needs. Needs, yeah. Yeah, his agenda. Right. And then you had the Zindi... Mm. Who were kind of in the same situation. They had the well Enterprise in the Sulaban had the temporal guy. Mm-hmm. And I think that was his really his name, wasn't it, the character? Temporal guy. He was referred to as future guy. Future guy, yeah. Whereas they had that mm-hmm. the Zindi had the sphere builders. Right. Who wanted to warp space to make it more Suitable to them Right So they were, both sides were being used Yeah In what they called the Temporal Cold War Right It was very interesting Yeah What's the episode you talk about here? So the
0: episode I chose was Is called Carpenter Street And the method of time travel Is a time portal uh, So in this episode uh, There's uh, a Zindi reptilian that's back in the early 21st century, uh, 2004, I believe. Daniel's it was around the
1: same time the actual show right. was made. yeah. Right. And
0: uh, Daniel's contacts Captain Archer, asks him to find out you know, what's going on. Uh, uh, <laughs> I almost said Picard. Uh, Archer and DePaul go back to Detroit. Mm -hmm. In 2004, they borrow a car and some money (laughs) from an ATM.
2: How nice. Yeah. Because they just give that out to you.
0: Right. What's weird, he used his tricorder to manipulate the ATM machine to spew out money. Yeah. Which, you know, I don't care what technology he had, that probably would not be possible. How could his tricorder interface with the ATM machine?
1: Well, we have systems now that Mm -hmm. are built to interface with systems that were built in the 70s, telecommunication-wise. Augment them so that they're up to date. So I could Mm -hmm. see they... I'm not saying that he'd be able to do it right there, but it's possible. I guess it's... You know, Starfleet tells you, if you ever do get caught in a temporal cold war and you go back in time, let's make these tricorders able to spit out bills from an ATM... (laughs) Right. What would have been better is by that time in the future, they probably could have replicated money. Uh, Very possible.
0: Po- not, they don't really the replicator? have replicators in the 22nd century. No,
1: but I mean they would have the ability to recreate the material it's made on. I guess, but they would have
0: to like physically print their own money in Maybe on not. Enterprise. You don't
1: know. The Vulcans wouldn't have to. Uh, They had replicators by that point.
0: I I guess they don't show it. But they're more advanced. They are more advanced,
1: yeah. But they live on a planet that's a burnt rock. That never made any sense (laughs) to me. Anyways, so this episode, what happens? They go back in time.
0: Yeah, they go back in time. They stop the Zindi
1: guy and... No, I'll, was it... What's his name there? Who? the What was the Zindi guy? It was a reptilian. Were, oh, it was a reptilian. Okay. Yeah, it was a reptilian. A reptilian in a... Um, what would be in the future the um, the Riemann uniform? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Without the metal things.
0: Yeah. So, I mean... It was well, a good episode. It's a good episode. It's kind of
1: like the, the original series episode. More like mm-hmm, one of those. Right. Uh, the one that comes to mind for me, which never made any sense, was the one at the end of the Zindi...
0: Oh, yeah, I didn't include that.
1: ...combat, and they go back, and they think they're at Earth of present day, and they get shot at by (laughs) 1940s-type attack planes in San Francisco. Right. And they realize that they're in... The past. The past. However, it's a different past. However, these Nazis, (laughs) the head guy and the scientists, are actually... Another alien, right? That we've never seen. Now, maybe that's the alien that had to do with the changing the space. We don't know. I don't think. No, it, was. it would look like the ones that were in the balls. Yeah. But w- did they ever establish who these guys were? I don't think they did. Doesn't make any sense unless yeah. they were caught on the other side of the temporal war or something. Yeah. And they ended up their history was changed. But they were weird. They were like vampire. Right. They had a weird look to them. I'd like to liken them to the Remans, but they're totally different. Right. At the same time, it's kind of like that vampire look mm-hmm. and purple with red eyes. Yeah. Um. That's one of the episodes. The other one is, you remember the one where Daniels, they went into the, I don't know if it was the future or the past, and he was all beaten up he was like oh yeah he was dying dying yeah, yeah. he ended up dying but he yeah. looked like he had been experimented on right
0: it was i was reading this the other day actually it was like different parts of him were in a temporal phase yes
1: yeah and he was like shifting yeah but not all of him right it's sections of and him that's was what was changing. killing him yeah how did that end up happening i don't know i don't remember how that ended up happening And they never got to the end of the Temporal Cold War, what it was about, who it was. Yeah,
0: it just ended. Yeah. It's over. Hurrah.
1: No (laughs) peace treaty, no nothing. Yeah. And then the last part is how the... It just ended on that signing the... And that was supposed to be about five years later. Uh,
0: well, let's see. 2161. I don't know what the time difference would be.
1: It was the last... So it was 2153 they started mm-hmm. And they were only on for four years So that would right. be twenty one fifty seven fifty eight. So 2161 is the signing, right? Yeah So you get another five years Right Four or five years But I find it funny how they just jumped to that mm-hmm. um, And speaking of time Not time travel But the whole ending with uh, Troy and
5: Oh, Riker. Riker, yeah
1: That was totally a I mean, they were trying to play on that. Yeah.
0: That Next Generation episode, uh-huh. this is off topic, but that Next Generation episode that is supposed to be taking place within that Enterprise, Enterprise episode yeah. is a good episode. And I think that would have been something that could have happened in that episode, but it was like the wrong place and wrong time yeah. to happen. Not it. the end. Yeah.
1: Now, here's a question mm-hmm. What happened first? The Enterprise episode, <laughs> or oh, the Star Trek The Next Generation episode. Chicken or Ed?
0: Or er, Ed? <laughs> chicken, chicken or Ed? ed? <laughs> Mr. Ed? I didn't know he came from a chicken. <laughs> uh, chicken or ed Somehow egg? we're on a farm.
1: <laughs> Anyways, so let's get back to the okay. movies. Now we so, have the movies, right? Yeah,
0: Now we're going to go into the movies. Uh, so... Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home. The Voyage Home. Uh, Who's home? We don't
1: know, but somebody's home.
0: Method of time travel, the slingshot, slingshot. effect.
1: That was a good thing. Back in that time, too, We, you know, I talked about it earlier. Yeah. Horrible graphics now, good back then. Yeah. And I love how it like connected with the time. Mm-hmm. Connected with an issue. I've said this before. Right. An issue. It connected with audiences outside of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. It connected with people who wanted to see more comedy, all that. But the time travel is interesting. Yeah. One, just one big question. Mm-hmm. Why did that alien want whales? <laughs> he
0: it didn't want whales.
1: He wanted to talk talking. to the whales. He thought it was the most dominant <laughs> because it was the largest, or oh, that's what they thought. Also, they
0: existed on Earth a lot longer than humans have. It'd be interesting to find
1: out what they actually said. Right, if we could... I hey! Wonder-
0: Whales, are you you there? You remember SeaQuest, how they Uh, could talk to dolphins,
1: right? To Darwin. Yeah. I wonder if in Star Trek... They already said they couldn't. Spock said we could mimic the sounds, but we don't know the vocabulary. Right. So it would sound like gibberish.
0: Right. But I wonder if in, like, say... Next Generation? Next Generation or something, the Universal Translators are powerful enough
1: or sophisticated enough. One of the things you got to realize is it's just like now with that technology. Mm-hmm. You still need somebody to translate it in order mm-hmm. to organize what it would mean and then put it in there. Right. It's not like the machine takes... Although they do say when they meet well, other yeah, species. In but episode- it doesn't work all the time. Right.
0: There was an episode of, I want to say, Deep Space Nine, yeah. where... Was it Deep Space Nine? It was definitely a Star Trek episode. And um, it was messing up? And they were talking, mm-hmm. and they, cu- they couldn't understand each other. But then the Universal Translator started to kick in as it learned the yeah, syntax. Yeah, I mean, but
1: you still have to teach the Universal Translator. There's got to be that type of... Recognition to the syllables. Mm -hmm. What we believe is all languages by our type of species, whether Mm -hmm. it's a Klingon or Romulan, whatever. We do the same type of talking. Right. We use sounds to represent words. We use... Syllable things like that, right? Whereas we don't know what the hell,
0: right? But what if there was an an intelligent alien species, oh,
1: like the Zindi aquatics, yeah, that would be able to it might be, yeah, because you could also realize that through water, Mm -hmm. it makes it sound different. That's the whole thing with what what it sounded like in space and what it sounded like in the water, right? But could you see that? Hey, (laughs) whales, (laughs) how you doing, right? Whales. Hello? They're like a bad uh, Jehovah's Witness. They keep on pressing the doorbell (laughs) and keep on knocking.
0: Turn off the lights. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But the whales, what would they say back? Hi? How you doing? Why are you here?
0: You won't believe what we just went went through.
1: through. (laughs) (laughs) We were stuck in this small thing. It was a hard ride, and this big, fat human standing in front of (laughs) us saying, There'd be whales! (laughs) Anyway, But it would be interesting to find out what they were looking for. Right. Again, like I said before, and I will a hundred million times more, another unanswered question. Right. They want to do that, though. Right. But the whales, uh, the time travel was good because it transcended all Trek things, but it was uniquely tracked because right. it's exploration whether it was back in the past mm-hmm. or you know in their current time or in the future of their current time mm-hmm. they're just trying to um learn more right anyways
0: so actually the slingshot effect what do you think makes that possible do you think they're accelerating to warp 10 no when they slingshot around warp
1: 10 would just mean you're everywhere at once it Whoa. doesn't mean time. Or does it? It could, but how could you go back? What controls back versus forward? I don't know. There's got to be a mechanism. The rose right. is a mechanism. Mm-hmm. What I love is when they first go there, they go around the sun from the right to the left. Mm-hmm. And when they go back, they go from the left to the right.
0: Really? I didn't notice that.
1: Watch it. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. And it could be because the solar system and the, what do you call it, the sun itself are revolving in a clockwise fashion. I believe that's how it goes. If it's Mm -hmm. going clockwise, it might be the other way around. But the idea is you're going against the grain. Mm -hmm. So literally, you're going against gravity, which they do say gravity has to do with Right, because you break away. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that they're going faster. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's what the slingshot does. Mm -hmm. What I think it does is it makes it possible for them to break through the time fabric to go to a certain place. Mm -hmm. But I can't say.
0: Yeah, there have been... There was an AOL chat session, I believe, really? in the 90s.
1: I was going to say, what, <laughs> 1996?
0: I think. I might was this when we were there. sitting in the action center? <laughs> Possibly. Uh, and they pretty much said that
1: they didn't know. No, because it doesn't make any sense that if you were to go faster, mm-hmm. okay, I mean, there is a correlation between speed mm-hmm. and time. The right. difference is is that you slow down time. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily make it go backwards. Right. So you leave here today, and it should take you a week from Wednesday to get to there. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm using arbitrary. Yeah. But because you went warp 10, it only took you two days. Mm-hmm. But the reason it took you two days is because you're going faster. It's like the idea you leave here and you get on the highway. Mm-hmm. And typically it takes you there's a correlation between speed and time mm-hmm. and distance right. time and speed. So I think they they went with that mm-hmm. but I don't think that that's really the way it would go. Right. There's still scientists that say you couldn't go back in time. Right. You can only go forward. Mm-hmm. Because the natural progression of things is forward. Mm -hmm. There are other ones that say, yeah, you could go back in the past, but... Yeah, well... There's different thoughts on it, because there's no real time travel yet. Not yet. Not yet. (laughs) Okay. So, the next movie
0: that deals with time travel...
1: Is Generations. Right. Star Trek 7, as I like to call it. Yes. Or
0: a really good episode to
1: watch in
0: Star Trek. Uh so method is the
1: nexus, the nexus, which was an interesting theory. Yeah. Basically it's a rip in time space. It's a
0: rip in time. Yeah, it's like a ribbon.
1: Yeah. And then it's ribbon. But it is a rip. It basically destroys time. It takes whatever and I would say this is it's the sentient idea of a person, their mind, their soul. Mhm. And somehow, when, it's, when the body is caught inside of it, the soul is caught. That's what I took it as. Okay. And your soul is stuck there, mm-hmm. not your body. Your body will die because of what happens to... You saw with the ship. There's no way okay. to get in it.
0: So you think uh, Kirk, his physical body, was destroyed?
1: No. Okay. The difference being is Kirk wasn't... I don't think he was directly. I mean, he was in the nexus, yes. Mm-hmm. But that's a good question because yeah. his essence is there. Mm-hmm. His physical body maybe it changes you into an energy pattern instead of.
0: Yeah, that's how I I would take it. It yeah. Probably convert, like, but your trans- body's
1: technically not your body.
0: Right. So kind of like how a transporter, Transport a converts kind of like when Barclay,
1: that I meant when um, Scotty mm-hmm. was rebuffered all those years. Yeah. He was still alive. Right. And I'm sure the worst part is he didn't age, but he probably was...
0: You think he was conscious?
1: Conscious in a...
0: I don't think he was conscious. I think he was. You think? Yeah. Or at
1: least in a state of awareness. Possibly. Yeah. I don't know. I've never been turned into a pattern <laughs> of electronic um, uh, signals. Right. Maybe that's what the nexus is. What, yeah. I, what I take it as is... Your body is absorbed into energy. Mm -hmm. Your thought patterns or soul is transferred into a greater consciousness. Because the Nexus had its own consciousness because it took what it saw from you Uh and created this world. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Almost like your dream state, but since you're not really physical anymore mm-hmm. so, so maybe it's like a virtual your, your you.
0: subconscious
1: would it's take a virtual over. you your vmware <laughs> <laughs> but either way it's destructive because one it's like a drug you never want to get out mm-hmm. and we
0: could see that with uh dr soren
1: mm-hmm. and then it we went crazy i think it was crazy to start because gynan was in there yeah and although she the way she describes it is she'd like being in there but it's not real Mm -hmm. She could mentally realize the fact that her being, let's say it that way, not a soul, but a being, Mm -hmm. was being fooled into staying in the Nexus. Um, Almost like a drug. Yeah. But it was a good time travel, or time issue uh, movie.
5: Right. Because one, they
1: technically never traveled in time. Kirk never traveled in time. He was in that thing, although his consciousness... Because inside there, there is no time.
0: Right. Well, Kirk and Picard do travel back to the point before Soren launches the probe.
1: Which I still don't understand. No, that's actually... How you can actually get out of it consciously. Right, right. Um, Because the people that were being pulled into it at the beginning of the movie when the Enterprise B saved them, Mm -hmm. they had to be pulled out. Right. So I don't know how you get out of it. Yeah. You consciously decide to stop.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's a weird movie, and I almost completely forgot that time travel was involved in the movie.
1: Do you know what I read one time about it is, one theory was, they never really go back to reality. They go back to what they believe is reality, and they're all still in the nexus. That's why you see the planet destroyed. Hmm. So, reality from that point forward, even First Contact and all the other movies are a figment of their imagination.
0: Right. It would have to be a figment of Picard's imagination because everyone else would have been destroyed. Or
1: uh, a a combination of Kirk and... Uh, Kirk and Picard. yeah, Yeah, but Kirk wouldn't know anything about the past. Right. That's an interesting concept. Yeah. The other thing is those people aren't dead. They're actually well they're dead Mm -hmm. they were destroyed by it but their essence can be transferred into the nexus too Hmm. so although you can't like kirk went into it body and soul Mm -hmm. and so did soren the people that were on those ships i theorize that they're still in there because Mm -hmm. soren said that he was in the nexus before right But his body was still in that ship. He would have died. Mm -hmm. So he was in the nexus mentally. Okay. Yeah, there was still like an echo of him in there. Exactly. Right. Which is what Guinan is. Mm -hmm. So there's a piece of you that always gets caught in there. Mm -hmm. But considering that Soren is aware of it, Mm -hmm. I would say it does. It can pull you in without your body. Right. So it could be that whole and all the consciousness from all of them is there mm-hmm. and then whatever they're thinking they can you know create mm-hmm. imaginations of their own right be interesting if that was what it was that's like the bob new hot an- ending right yeah you know picard gets the golf ball off the head and mm-hmm. he wakes up next to susan plochette and says i shouldn't have had uh, china garden again last night <laughs> did you ever see that Remember the old New Hot Show. I remember the old New Hot. And song. then there was a New Hot Show before that. Yeah. That's what that's all about. Oh, okay. It was supposed to be New Hot, the one that was on in the '80s, where you mm-hmm. had the the hotel mm-hmm. in Vermont, it was a figment of the psychiatrist from the '70s. Oh, I see. It was a dream. So, but that's what I I could believe that one. Yeah. Because if you notice, things kind of get much different after that. Hmm. Besides that fact, it would make a good explanation for the new version of Star Trek mm. because it's just a different universe like you've always said a different right. time track. So, yeah. But that movie was okay. The was theories okay. were much better and the concept was much better than the actual portrayal in the movie. <laughs> right. Right. Time travel wise, the movie was great. The concept was great the movie was horrible right do you have any more
0: yes first contact first contact so the temporal,
1: temporal vortex. vortex yeah temporal five vortex five billion all
0: oh, Borg uh, created by the Borg up until this point we had no they clue. weren't
1: affected by it because they were inside of a static shell again another static shell yeah they shell. were they were caught in the wake yeah, of the of vortex. The Borg. yeah from the Borg queen ship yeah and basically, that's why they could see the future being different, but they weren't affected. Right.
0: And this is the first time we ever saw Queen. well that and but the fact that the Borg could create a temporal vortex.
1: Which, if they could do that, why mm. didn't they do it from the beginning? Right. They could have... Before Picard, before Kirk. And why
0: even assault Earth? Go after um, Vulcan. Well, I mean, why do a frontal assault onto Earth, and then as a last resort... Change it. uh, Try to change history. Why not go back in time far away from Earth, and then make your way towards Earth, and then just assimilate Earth during that time period?
1: Time travel's different than space travel. They Mm -hmm. may have been able to travel... time easier than space and it just took them time to get you know what i'm saying
0: i guess it it just doesn't uh, make a whole lot of sense to me a lot of things in this (laughs) don't make a lot
1: of sense it's a good movie what i liked about the thing about the time travel was that they went after zefram cochran Mm because they had talked about him in the past and you never saw what that would be like Mm -hmm. they picked a good character too Mm -hmm. the guy who played him but it showed that he was people back then i'd always wanted to see right after the um apocalypse
5: basically right
1: you know the third world war mm-hmm. um the augments leaving earth right things of that sort mm-hmm. and they finally showed it i think it was a little too simplistic well, yeah. of a rendering right of what it would have been like mm-hmm. um in that time period it would have been the earth would have been decimated right
0: I think it would have been too hard to put all that into
1: uh, a two hour and how they beam through the shields
0: good question I don't there's know.
1: another one but anyways maybe if they used the time they could go back in time one second when they knew <laughs> they didn't have a shield open right <sighs> sci-fi anyways great movie mm-hmm. great time travel mm-hmm. not well thought out great for no. theatrical right not good for theoretical right like I said time travel it although it only does one thing with time travel it really only does it once it's not a you know mm-hmm. and at the end they're able to recreate yeah that's uh, the way they very got
0: very far-fetched yeah especially since uh part of the deflector dish has been destroyed I don't need that.
1: <laughs> you don't you don't that yeah right and since they were monitoring see i can monitor what a nuclear explosion is
4: Mm-hmm.
1: But I can't recreate a nuclear explosion with a toaster. I mean, right. you know what I mean. Yeah, this thing just gets the ability to do all these things mm-hmm. just from observing. Right. It's not the translator like you were talking about. Right. This is complex. Like. Right. Would it would have been cool
0: if they'd done the slingshot effect with the <laughs> new Enterprise.
1: They end up in 1987. They went the wrong way around yeah. the sun and the. Not to go back to that slingshot thing, but Mm -hmm. the one thing I love about that movie is at the end, he makes a guess in order to how to get back. And it was only off by, what, a minute and a half? Yeah. Before they left? Right. Spock. Yeah. Well, I like to think it's the human side that (laughs) did. I doubt it. Yeah. I doubt it. I doubt it. Okay. Any others? Yes. Star Trek
0: 2009. 2009. So, method. Uh, red matter created black hole
1: again. I know it's it's Spock from some point after the Next Generation. Mm-hmm. It has to be sometime after the Next Generation movies because there is no Romulus anymore. So,
0: well, yeah, it's yeah. definitely after yeah. the events of Nemesis. Nemesis.
1: Yeah. However, and this is what I love. Mm-hmm. One, the red matter. One, Spock goes into the. Th- into the thing first, remember? Right. And then the, what was it called?
5: The Narada.
1: Narada, yeah. It goes in. Mm-hmm. However, somehow, the Narada reemerges as first. Right. Three years, no, 25 years. Yeah. Bef- and he ages pretty well. <laughs> well, he's narrow. Violent. I know, but still. Reemerges 25 years before mm-hmm. in the past. Then when spark reappears. Mm-hmm. But they know when he's going to reappear, mm-hmm. which makes no sense. Right. Well, and, calculations, I guess. And the exact place, because mm-hmm. it could be a different place. Yeah. Second, really, that little ship is able to time travel. That little white ship they have. Well,
0: it wasn't designed to time travel. I know. The time travel was accidental. And where did
1: they get the red matter from? They never <laughs> explain... Knows? The Red Matter, which means they probably always had it because if T'Pol in Enterprise went mm-hmm. back in time, they probably always had the... No, well, uh, T'Pol
0: didn't believe time travel was possible.
1: But yet she had been in the past. No, Although, she, no, she, she lived. Yeah, she yeah. lived that period. Okay, yeah. But I do think that the Vulcans have those type of toys that they're not telling well, anybody about. Oh, yeah. Because they were much more advanced than they yeah, showed but to but
0: The Red Matter wasn't intended for time travel. I think that was just an unknown consequence
1: of the red matter. Did they even explain where they got the red matter from?
0: No, and... And another, it creates a black
1: hole. Right.
0: Another thing that is perplexing, and other people on the internet have also mentioned Been this... Been
1: perplexed about it too?
0: Um, is the amount of red matter that this ship is carrying. All they would need is a drop of red matter. Not yes. this huge ball of red
1: matter. No, but without that... Well, here's the thing. In order to stop that sun mm-hmm. from, I guess, doing what it did to Romulus and, I, I'm i thinking, other planets, yeah. it probably needed a hell of a lot more than what they used to go back in time. Because the well, ship, if- although that ship is huge, mm-hmm. the Narada, and yes, that little drop did that. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a sun that's probably hundreds and millions of times bigger. Right, but what
0: Spock jettisons out is supposed to be able to absorb that star that's going nova. Yeah. Uh, so I think... Maybe they just
1: had it. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was being used for something else maybe. on the ship. Maybe that was the propulsion. Oh, huh. maybe. Could be.
0: It was definitely an odd design, it's even for Vulcans that ship even for
1: yeah cuz it you know what it reminded me of mm-hmm. you remember in the original star wars the phantom menace those ships that were in the water oh yeah it had tentacles almost
0: right yeah. it's called the jellyfish unofficially yeah. Yeah. the
2: uh I did like the song.
1: thing the things going around it though yeah. that kind of reminds me of time travel mm. you know yeah uh have you ever seen event horizon see it it has Its core is a magnetic core, and that's Mm -hmm. what causes the black hole, basically. Okay. Another black hole one. Yep. And it spins. It has two circles that go around it, and they spin like that. Mm. And it causes some kind of a generated field that causes the black hole. I see. Love how everybody likes to use black holes, though. A black hole should destroy that ship Mm -hmm. and everything else. Right. But, of course, they make <laughs> it work for themselves. Right. But it was a good movie. Okay. I like the whole, okay? Okay. It was just okay? No. Um, I like, I hope they keep going with time travel, though, in this one. Because I think it's... In the an, next movie. Yeah. I think it's an important part of this, this new... Um, Universe? Yeah. yeah.
0: Actually, the, what I want to mention at the beginning is there's a title... For the new movie. Yes.
1: We finally got a title. Yeah.
0: Uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. No colon. <laughs> Coming
1: to theater near you. This is a darkness in the colon? <laughs> what? what? Anyways, but <laughs> Into Darkness, what do you think that's going to have to do with?
0: Uh, Any
1: guesses? And we'll go back and check this, because this is the fun part. Right. So... What do you think, Mister? I Gallow? think
0: it involves Gary Mitchell. So I think it's going to have to do with either leaving the galaxy's edge into the vastness of you know, which would space, be darkness. Which would be darkness, but it also could be the darkness of the his unknown. His soul and his soul his because soul. he becomes
1: evil right. as he gets more powerful and more intelligent. It becomes more evil, mm-hmm. right? So that could be it. I still think it's con. <laughs> we'll I'm see. just going to stick with that. We'll cause, see. Uh, um, But you know what? Either way, it's going to be interesting the next few months because it's coming out when?
0: Uh, I think next May.
1: Next May, which is good because I hope it's a May. Yeah. When they do it later in the year, it's just right. not as good. Yeah, summer blockbuster. Yeah. All That'd right. So do we have our
0: social media? Yes, we do. So... To start media. off, we're going to go with Twitter. So, the social media question is, what's your favorite time travel episode?
1: So, from Twitter, we have...
0: So, at underscore... Minigo. Minigo. When Data Loses His Head. Which that was is, a good one. It was a good one. Uh, time, Not one I would have thought of. No. Time's Arrow is the name of the episode. It was a two-part episode. Um, it's good. Uh, Samuel Clemens
1: uh, is not it. Do you remember the one where he, I forget what it was, but he's going into that beam of energy? Yes, and I he, do. He's yep. three different. It, that yeah. is time, even though it's only like seconds different. Yeah. That is time travel. Right. Uh, I don't
0: remember the name of the episode, but I know exactly what good, you're talking yeah. about. He, if anybody
1: he, knows it out there, <laughs> email it to Aaron's a geek at <laughs> he has no life dot com. Anyways, no. <laughs> Email it to us at... Or go on to our
0: website, com slash S-F-E-P. And you can get on our contact form there and send us Or you can you Twitter like. it to us. Or you can tweet us at uh, S-F-Escape Pod.
1: Do some twittin'. <laughs> or you, or you can, can Facebook it. Yeah, catch us on Facebook... Stalk us on Facebook. <laughs> Facebook.
0: Facebook.com slash SF
1: escape pod. Okay, so who's next? Next. At we have at Lee underscore Nostromo.
0: Yes. Uh, Year of Hell Part 1. Why would you just say Part 1? There's two parts. I, I guess mean, Part 1 is better
1: than Part 2. Better, because they're winning <laughs> at that point. And uh, Voyage is about to be destroyed. Yes! Yes. Okay, next is at uh, Ramagon. Rem-
0: w- Ramagowan Uh I still need to ask him what that is. Uh, DS9's trials, trials and Tribulations. Okay. Uh, good episode. I like that episode as well.
1: It's interesting. It's yeah. not the best, though.
0: No, it's definitely
1: one of the better ones, yeah. I think. Yeah. So, from Facebook, this week we have so, Eric Dewey.
0: Yep, Eric Dewey. We had his audio commentary earlier. Uh, yesterday's Enterprise, mm-hmm. hands down.
1: Okay. Good episode. I'd agree with that. I love that episode. Eric Barry says... Uh, Year of Hell. And not discriminatory as far as what part of which week's <laughs> episode it was from. Right. Okay. And the last one is Martin Kestra. Kestra. Uh, this is the guy that
0: made that uh, Star Trek uh, Lecar's LaCars clock for WebOS.
1: Don't you agree it's very hard to say that word? Lacars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh so he uh says this is really
0: this is a really difficult question for me because the time travel episodes are generally my favorite ones. I like all good things and shattered because they have references to other episodes, but I also like the ones like Carpenter Street or Little Green Men where the story is set in our present or our past. I agree with mm-hmm. that. Totally.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I actually don't remember uh, that Chattered episode. I don't either. Um, episode? Episode. Hooked on Phoenix Work for you. Phonics? Go ahead. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't remember that one either. but I just don't. I can't place the name.
1: No. I'm sure I've seen the episode. Of course you can place the name. The name's placed right <laughs> there. It's right I, in front of you. Yeah. And anything else? No, oh, it's... Aaron's favorite part. Yes, yeah, so do you know what... Put Do you know what
2: (laughs) Let me read it
1: for you Go ahead It's Aaron Gallo's version this week of Do you know what puts my Quantum state into flux At least it doesn't say (laughs) flocks
0: Or floss Yeah go ahead Since we're dentists
1: Yeah Yeah, fluoride
0: Uh, Time travel in Star Trek 09 Is not consistent with time travel In other Trek series This is the only time that we see or know of an event changed in the past that keeps the prime timeline preserved. For example, in yesterday's Enterprise, the Enterprise C is removed from the timeline and goes into the future. That event changes the prime timeline that we perceive, and when it goes back, the timeline is restored. Mm -hmm. So Nero's Incursion... Would not have drastically changed the look of Starfleet ships or technology. And this leads me to believe that they didn't just travel through time, but also into a parallel dimension.
1: Now, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. The ships might just be a in new interpretation. That may be all it is. Because it's I Abrams' suppose. interpretation. Okay? So yeah. that's not because of the time travel. I think However, it is. However, here's the difference. I disagree with you on this. Okay. And here's why. Okay. When yesterday's enterprise went back to the future, when it went back to the future, it restored it because whatever it did, it placed itself back in that same point or basically the same point. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in this that went back and changed the fact that Spock came to the, the past. Right. It also didn't change the fact that Nero came to the past. Right.
0: Right, but my, my point is, if the Enterprise-C did not go back to repair the timeline, the prime timeline would cease to exist. Yes. That's my point.
1: Okay. <laughs> but how do you know the prime timeline didn't cease to exist in 09? Because that's what they
0: said. <laughs> they said the prime timeline was not affected. Oh, well, I they, disagree they say with that. that. They say that in production, yeah, that the prime timeline is preserved and uh,
1: still exists. Because it's time. Mm-hmm. Nothing's undoable. So therefore, it could be restored. It could still be there. Mm-hmm. There's nobody with an eraser that just... You know what I mean? I suppose. What Nero did was change the past. Right. Well, the Enterprise-C changed the past. It did, but it uh, yes and no. But Nero going back changed the past too because... Mm-hmm. Kirk didn't get into Starfleet like he was going to. Right. Um, his father died. Mm-hmm. So it did change the past. Oh, no, it did change the past. I'm just saying that it wouldn't have... The difference being, I think, is Spock... What you're having trouble with is is Spock's still there. The old Spock. Mm-hmm. The reason being, I think, goes back to First Contact. Because he was already there... Because he was in the time travel at the time. He was inside of a... Oh, I, I
0: no, I I, yeah. I. get that point. But I think that because it's a, if it's a parallel dimension, it all fits nicely. Well, I make. think
1: they're all parallel. I think in every instance, it mm-hmm. actually is a parallel. You think? Yeah, and they restore it to the original when they fix whatever it was. Okay. In the new 09 version, mm-hmm. it hasn't been fixed yet. Right. There's no fix.
0: Right. There is no fix. But and I don't
1: know if they can be because Kirk's, the fix would be in the future, not the past.
0: Right. Kirk's dad dying mm-hmm. would not have changed the look and feel of the twenty third century.
1: You're right, but I don't think that's what I don't think that's what really is supposed to be different. I think what it's supposed mm-hmm. to be is just an interpretation of a designer and and, and a producer no, to bring I, people in. No, I understand yeah. that, but. It wouldn't have changed.
0: Like in Trials and Tribulations, where they go back to Kirk's era. Yeah. They didn't try to reinterpret anything.
1: No, but that was because a producer decided that. It has nothing to do with interpretation of time.
0: Well, even then, it's nothing like we've seen in Star Trek.
1: Uh, Yes and no, um, because... He's basically saying, this is what it was. Mm-hmm. So without Nero, it would have looked like that. If he told a story about the past, mm-hmm. he would have made it look like that, mm-hmm. no matter what. Even okay. if he went 100% the same story as what was told mm-hmm. in the past. What we and, have. and
0: that just leads me to believe that it's a parallel timeline. That the black hole went to a different dimension in Well, the forget about the black hole
1: for a second. Okay. I think that it is exactly the same timeline. I okay. think what happens is the only thing that's been changed is the Kirk thing mm-hmm. and a couple other small things. Right. I think that that past would have looked like that no matter what because, again, it's mm-hmm. an interpretation of a new... I don't think it has to do with that story. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, to fix what was, what was messed up, okay, mm-hmm. to fix the past, somebody would have to go to the future and rewrite that sun destroying Romulus because that's, that's the point right there, mm-hmm. that everything changed.
0: Right, but say it is a parallel dimension, okay, okay? and they, someone goes in the future to change that, it would have no effect, because it would be a rhymeless and a narrow of a parallel dimension. Okay, but... So, no matter, what, this way. no matter what, narrow would still
1: have come into the past. It's been changed, no matter what. I guess you could have both. I mean, yeah. but realistically...
0: Uh, that's why it has to be a parallel dimension. I mean, no matter what, it's a parallel dimension. Yeah. Okay, so... They travel, narrow traveling back in time, altering the past, it creates a parallel dimension. Uh, what I'm saying is that it goes beyond that. Like, they travel back into a parallel dimension. Not only do they create a parallel dimension when uh, the events
1: of the timeline are changed. They could change it in one way. Mm-hmm. If somebody were to go back in the past to Kirk's father's time. Mm-hmm. And destroy the Narada before it gets there. Right. Then everything would be restored. Right. Because that's your cue point. That's the cue point. Yeah, like
0: in Back to the Future. Yeah. Where Back to the Future 2, where they can't travel into the future because it's the future of the alternate
1: 1985. So they have to go back. Back to 1955. So there's your answer right there. It's basically the reverse Mm -hmm. of what normally happens in Star Trek. Right. So I think that the answer really is, it may or may not be a parallel universe, but Mm -hmm. in order to make the difference, instead of like in Star Trek, well, theoretically, in Star Trek 4, they went back to the point where it caused a problem and went forward again. Right. Okay? Although, you're right, that alien's still there, Mm -hmm. but it would have been there because it was looking for, that was the whole point. Right. Right. Nero will still exist in the future, Mm -hmm. and this is why it's a paradox. Even though his future is in the past, you see what I'm saying? If they had stopped him before the Kelvin was destroyed, that's what changed time. It wasn't Romulus being destroyed. Mm -hmm. It was him destroying the Kelvin. You have to go with what was in the past. Right. Because the future really doesn't determine the past. Right. Unless you go with Q's explanation Mm -hmm. of things. But I think that would be a cool story. Them figuring out a way to go back to change the prime line back. Mm -hmm. Um, But in the end, if you notice one thing, it didn't matter. Kirk was still Kirk. Mm -hmm. It took him a little bit more of a different route. Right. I think the true storyline is that destiny is destiny. Mm-hmm. I really think that's what that is about. Mm. Kirk became the captain no matter what. Right. He's still with that crew no matter what. Mm-hmm. It may be earlier. Right. But the end results is still the same. Mm-hmm. They will be together. Right. I think it has to do with fate. But anyways, not only did that...
0: And it was well written that way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> not only did that put your quantum state in a flux. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to feel a little queasy too. <laughs> um, so... What are we going to talk about next time?
0: Uh, Let's
1: see. We need a new topic.
0: A new topic.
1: Not a nude topic. No. Because I don't want to sit here nude. <laughs> uh, do you know how much it hurts to put pips and the badge on if you're naked? <laughs>
0: Ouch. Yeah. We're, we're where do you wearing, put them? We're wearing Starfleet uniforms right now. Yeah.
1: And where do you put them? <laughs> I
0: don't know. Tattoo?
1: <laughs> so Why don't we We did time We mm-hmm. did uh, Villains time We've done villains. the movies We've done the best uh, Pilots <laughs> So what do we get next?
0: Uh, let's see
1: I think mm-hmm. That we can do a, a show On The captains Okay We do all the captains Okay Even Cisco, Even though he was A commander at the time maybe he becomes captain? Mm-hmm. Kirk Yep. Spock. Because he is a captain. Okay. Spock. Well, if
0: you do that, you have to new include Scotty. Scotty. Yeah.
1: But well, that's okay. Yeah. Picard. Mm hmm. Cisco. Yep. Janeway. Janeway. The New Kirk. Archer. Archer. And. Pike. We could do Pike. Who's your other and? Who's the other and? Riker. Yes. Yeah. He's a captain, too. Yeah. So we'll do all of them. Mm-hmm. Now, we may have to do it in two shows, but we'll do all of
0: them. Okay. Yeah, we can. S- yeah, split And we up. come
1: up with our favorite episodes that show their their captainness. <laughs> I don't know how to say it, but uh, their, leadership. Yeah. Okay. Leadership. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> their leadership. Okay. Leadership. Yes. Meh. Their leadership. Okay. Picard will be easy. Kirk will be pretty easy. Sisko mm-hmm. will be very easy. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know
1: about Janeway.
0: I don't know. You're, you're going to have to help me with Janeway.
1: Archer may be... Yeah, he's okay.
0: He has his, yeah, he has yeah. his
1: moments, yeah. Um, even the new Kirk, because he, like I said, he gets around the whole obstacle of him not having that pedigree. You know, we pedig- don't really
0: see him as Captain Kirk, though. Yes, we do. At the very end of the movie.
1: But being Captain Kirk isn't just the pips <laughs> or the... <laughs> I suppose. It's I the, suppose the leadership.
0: Right. right. Well, Spock in that movie was also the captain of the Enterprise for Didn't acting I say captain.
1: Captain Spock. No,
0: the alternate.
1: Oh, the, we could do him too. Yeah. We could do the two juxtaposed. Mm-hmm. What I find funny about it, if there's one more captain of that ship, they give it away like candy. Yeah. Anyways, so we'll do that the next time. Okay. And then you people out there, you people, that's great. <laughs> you are valued listeners, listeners. listeners. I'm tired. <laughs> You are valued listeners who listen every week to this crap we talk about, (laughs) although we all enjoy it. I hope. No, I think we all do. Yeah. Um, If you have questions, any comments about this week, past weeks, anything that you can think of of the captains, Mm -hmm. send it to us before our next show. So send it to us by next week because we prepare a week before we do the show. Right. We don't just come up with this crap. (laughs) And we'll prepare a show on captains that'll be great. Yeah. And hopefully between now and then I'll get a little sleep. Because tonight I am... Have you noticed my voice? Yeah. No, I I feel
0: you. I think we're both a little tired.
1: All right. So until next week or next show, it's like two weeks, right? Until next time. Yeah. Because this show goes on very soon. Yeah. And then it's two weeks before the next one. So... The next time we have our show, it's captains. Until then, (laughs) what would you say? Oh, good night. Good night.
0: Live long and prosper.
1: You have been listening to the
0: Starfleet Escape Podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. End transmission.